0: It's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Thank you for listening to the Often Daunted Podcast with me, Burke White. I'm sitting here recording with a sprained ankle. Just took a funny spill at the bottom of my stairs, but yet I persevere. I'm here recording on a Sunday evening, uh, just uh, looking to get those offseason reps in one week at a time. I'm here every Monday for you, and uh, let's start with some of that uh, national news. All right, top national news is Charlie Kelly has sisters, and uh, they haven't been mentioned in 15 seasons of Always Sunny. Yeah, I just figured that's worth noting. That's some national news. Great to see the show's back. Um, in some international news, yeah, I hate. It's the off season. Not a lot of Indiana Hoosier news happened, so we're going to do a, a little whip around what's going going on in the sporting world as uh, Kareem Benzema's contract scares the ever-living hell out of me. After signing a contract with the Saudis, sounds familiar. Uh, looks like Kareem Benzema, who was Real Madrid's starting striker, yeah. We're talking about <laughs> soccer here on the uh, we're talking about uh Spanish soccer here on the often daunted podcast in the off season and uh it looks like after signing a contract with the Saudis uh, Kareem Benzema will be making seven fifty a second yes that is seven dollars and fifty cents a second um, that comes out to about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a day it's it's monopoly money the Saudis get to play with and that bleeds in immediately into just the you guys, this is this is national news that needs to be discussed because I have a feeling this is coming for all of sports. And In other international news live merged with the PGA Tour. And uh yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about the PGA Tour here on the often daunted podcast because there really wasn't any Indiana news. Um we'll get into uh just some a few Indiana stories, but nothing nothing earth-shattering, which is to be expected right now. I, I love the roster we have set. Why don't don't exp, don't extend ourselves too thin at this point in time and we'll be fine. And uh <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, back to the PGA. Alright, so uh the two entities agreed that they would be combining their efforts and the PGA tour, like throughout all their advertising, all the announcements, did everything they could, not to mention L I V. And so all of golf is controlled by the Saudis now, and uh, yeah, it, it was absolutely insane to see Jay Monahan just after grandstanding about being just anti-Saudi blood money. Um, they are all now buying buying into like after all that. I mean, Jay Monahan is just so rich on blood money; <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, just an all time scumbag, and I'm actually gonna start chiseling him on the inaugural uh, bust of the often-daunted Mount Rushmore scumbags. Um, I, I recently chiseled off both uh, the Hunter Dickinson and Paul Mulcahy busts. So it is a bust of one with Jay Monahan. Ah, Let's throw Greg Norman up there. Sure. All these Saudi golf pieces of shit. Oh, God, I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, let's throw Greg Norman up there. You, you feel so bad for those golfers who went out on a limb, who f- followed Rory, who followed Tiger, and uh, who followed Jay Monahan. And him actually like pimping out those 9 11 families and then just turn, turning coat and signing with the Saudis. It's, it's insane. Um, I have to imagine that guy's going to have to relocate um, just because uh, he, he's one of those people whose face is now just forever burnt into the memory of any sports fan because he is an all time sports villain. I talk about all time Big Ten villains here on the show. Jay Monahan is an all time sports villain now. And, uh, yeah, there's some stuff you don't come back from. I have to imagine he's feeling all right um, because, I mean, it's usually pretty hard to be pissed off from the uh, driver's seat of a G-Wagon. So I have to imagine Jay Monahan is doing just fine, trying whatever tears he may have with just absolute bills. He screwed over every single one of those guys who signed up to be, like, it was a patriotic stance against the live tour or at least that's how it was all sold to us and I have to imagine those players that bought it being sold to them like that they cannot be too happy right now it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out how they recompensate these guys Um, but that being said the Saudi money's here to stay and it it just it's going to be permeating all these sports and I just hope to god it never comes for the college game although you know (laughs) you know there are colleges out there who will take that Saudi cash I have to hope to God our programs above that. Okay, yeah, on to basketball, where the uh, NCAA has changed how they will be officiating the block and charge calls. Now, you don't come here to the Often Daunted podcast because I, Burke White, no ball. But let's see what this changes about the Big Ten game. So the rule now is that the defender must set before the airborne score, the, uh, air, the airborne offender, offender, whatever, uh, plants his takeoff foot meaning uh, there is no more of that weak ass sliding in at the last moment to take a charge. I have to say I, I love this. I love this rule for college basketball and I have to imagine it makes games faster and smoother. I am I'm, I'm not saying I want the NBA by any means. Watching teams win by 30 in what would be a le- what, what what should be a league of parity is not fun for me. Um but but I I feel like this should help should drag the big Ten into playing with a little more pace. If this foul isn't offered as frequently, then not as many guys are going to be going for it, uh, meaning more continuous play, meaning a faster big ten. I love this. This will keep pace, and mo- on top of that, it keeps momentum with teams going because it seems like there are so, so often that it happens that uh, really great runs, really great, yeah runs throughout the college basketball season, are ended, I mean, not not throughout the season, throughout a game would be ended on just a bull crap charge call like this where somebody just slides in at the last moment. I mean, hey, we've had guys who have mastered that role. But ultimately for the state of the Big 10 and for us competing moving forward, I really do like this rule. It'll it'll speed up the game and get our guy get our I would say our guys but our con, our t- conference uh playing at a more not not just our conference, it'll get everyone. But I feel like our conference really relied on we we really rely on tricky shit like that. Big 10 is, like, gamesmanship to the extreme. In other news around the Big 10, we got uh, some news regarding Illinois, sort of, as uh, Andre Curbelo, uh, one-time Big Ten's feared future, has now transferred to Southern Miss after a season at St. John's. Rick Patino said dip, and he did just that. And uh, other than that, there's not much to say about it. Um, on to where Michigan gets uh, some much-needed help in the form of Tennessee transfer Olivier uh I should have looked this up. Nicomwa. Nicomwa? Olivia Nicomwa. The uh six foot nine forward was able to average ten point eight points, five rebounds, and two assists while he was at uh Tennessee. And that was on fifty-one percent shooting from the floor. And it couldn't come for a better time as the Michigan Wolverines are desperate, desperate to make up for any of the production they've lost. Now th- This guy, he will bring it. He, he, he's coming off of an NBA draft combine invite. And say what you will, that that means something. It does. It means the potential's there. Um, this guy can bring it. And, I mean, credit to Michigan for getting them. We need no help there. So, uh, good for them. We got some news for Rutgers, as Paul Mulcahy has called himself New Jersey's point guard, while telling the Rutgers fan base to shove it and entering the transfer portal. It, <laughs> yeah, he he left them a really great note, and I have to imagine uh, he's done enough for them, or at least they should feel that way. He's done a lot for them. He appears to be getting a ton of interest. Michigan again, just coming off the uh, signing of I'm gonna try it again, Olivier Nkomoa. Yeah, they they appear to have reached out. Kentucky also appears to have reached out, and I have to say, I I, I mean, how freaking treacherous. Would Paul Mulcahy look in that effervescently evil shade of blue? Actually, I mean, honestly, either of those blues—they are—they're—they're they're both evil. But that—that that Kentucky, that dude would pop. In other Rutgers news, as everyone's leaving, Cam Spencer will be joining UConn next season, uh, giving some shooting to their depth. As I don't know if he'll start, I can't imagine he'll start. That UConn team still has some pieces, still has people coming back. Um, let's see what else we got. We got Penn State coming up with a few transfers as DeMarco Dunn will be joining teammate Puff Johnson. Uh, suiting it up for the Nittany Lions this season. After the great heel migration, it seems the 190 pound 6'5 guard entering his junior year will be suiting up for uh, Penn State. Earlier this week, it was announced that the Big 12 will be having Big 12 Mexico. Um, this will be an international extent, extension of the Big 12, um, where they will schedule games in uh, men's and women's basketball, women's soccer, and baseball. This is uh, set to launch December 2024, and the inaugural game will be Kansas against Houston at Arena CDMX in Mexico City. This will be a men's and women's both. And this just got me thinking wildly. There's not a lot to do in this offseason, so let's just speculate. How does the Big Ten respond to this? What can we do? What can the Big Ten possibly do? And uh, I have to say, let's get to Europe. Uh, I I, want to see a Big Ten Europe announcement tomorrow. I want to see it today, if you're listening to this on Monday. Honestly, give them something that the Big 12 isn't. If the Big 12 wants to go to Mexico... Let's play a game in London. Let's play some games in Paris. Let's uh, play some games in Roma. Let's do it up. Everyone's thinking it's a SEC Big Ten battle. The Big Twelve is still fighting. They're the third that if they could make some moves, they they could compete. But uh, until that moment, uh, I I I I want to see the Big Ten respond here. You could say, oh, well, I mean, what would the, those games mean like for the regular season, but. No, you got to do stuff like this if we want to keep getting the top recruits. This kind of stuff gets people excited. It does. Yeah, it's one less game at home, but ultimately, if that means we get to shop the ability to uh, fly overseas and play some games to uh, potential recruits, that that's a hell of a that that's a hell of a uh, perk to be shopping. Do something, Big Ten. Let's respond quickly. If the PGA has taught me anything, money is inevitable. Go and get it. Go and get it before you are forced to take it. As is the case of the PGA, I guess you're forced to take blood like just crazy money. Whatever. Let's get it let's get on with some Indiana news. Start the Indiana news talking some baseball. Yes, on this off-season episode of the Often Daunted podcast, we are going to throw in some baseball news as uh, the baseball season came to an ugly end. After having two shots to put the Wildcats away, the Indiana Hoosiers couldn't come away with it. I have to say they are playing; they were playing in against insur, in, an absolutely insurmountable atmosphere, and the whole thing had me thinking. It is so genius of college baseball to do this. You get schools to invest in programs hoping to host these things. I, and it works. Look at how crazy that Kentucky environment was. Look at uh, when Kentucky won, they went to that LSU environment, which was just like uh, if if Kentucky was a hat, that was, LSU was a hat on hat. That was crazy. And, I mean, credit to Indiana State. They also bring it. Uh, being able to host their own regional, the whole thing incentivizes programs to invest in baseball. And guess what? If you're the if you're college baseball, do that. It sucks for teams like Indiana, who I don't see putting the bag there unless we unless I give Schwarber a call. Once my boy Efron signs another contract, go get him. Once he signs a big fat one, always. Hey, you're coming back strong, Efron. You got it, Indiana baseball. That that stadium's awesome. Uh if we were to host again it would, I imagine the environment would be great but there is something that the SEC the south is just throwing throwing into baseball that unless there's a huge priority shift in the Big 10 and football and ba- basketball will become a lot less important I expect a lot of future tournament games in the south and uh, I I hope to god we can keep these Hoosiers three of which being uh freshman all-Americans uh Brayden Risesdorf Devin Taylor and Craig Yoho. I have to imagine if Indiana is not willing to play ball, I guess. Yeah, play ball. Uh, Those guys will probably be poached. Here's hoping we can keep them. Here's hoping, hey, you guys run it back. Let's do something next year. That that Kentucky team, oh, my God, I haven't talked about it since the loss. But after just Indiana hit them to death and just couldn't score the runners in scoring position, I'm, I'm going everywhere. But it was basically, for Kentucky, it was a case of walk, 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 walk. One of them got a double. Pelvic thrust. It was like, it, it was his first hit. None he. It was crazy. It was insufferable to watch Kentucky beat us twice like that. And I really hope that we have these three All-Americans coming back to help us out, to help us uh, run it back and try to take it to them. Uh, but also, if they have greener pastures elsewhere, that is truly a case that I am like, hey, you got to take care of you and yours. Speaking of which, Taryn Kern has entered the transfer portal from Indiana softball. Yes, we're talking some softball on the offseason, often daunted podcast. And uh, I imagine a lot of Hoosier fans out there could hate me. I love the school as much as the next guy. But if Taryn Kern wants to go and enter the transfer portal, I say good for her. I mean, it, it, for her, it is, deserved, it is deservedly so. Um, she's a, she is an absolute talent who has earned the right through her play alone to leave for a brighter stage and the most intense competition available for her. And that comes with SEC softball. Yeah, I mean, we need to get people like Taryn Kern to get the Big Ten better, but ultimately we need an army of them. To compete with the SEC softball hey th- this is coming from uh softball coach okay I coach the I coach the majors nine to twelve years old we're so t- yeah we we're, we're struggling but hey my girls are learning and we're gonna come back stronger next year um but without Taryn Kern you have to hope Indiana can do the same um, during her freshman season in twenty twenty three she went for 4- four Batting average with 23 home runs, 13 doubles, 68 RBIs, and she was a top three finalist for National Freshman of the Year. Second team All-American. If anybody belongs on the brightest stage, she's one of them, so good for her. All right, what you've been waiting for. Let's talk about some Indiana basketball. As Trace Jackson Davis's workout with the Indiana Pacers appears to have went swimmingly. Uh, because of course it did. We all saw the clips floating around there. Kids hitting from range. Trace Jackson Davis hitting from range. His ability to drive, I mean, his uh, he. yes, of course it went well. And now now some are saying he's heading to the Pacers in the draft. Apart from the first three every year in the NBA draft, who knows? So, I mean, it would be awesome. And it would, it. hey, shout out Pacers. It would re-spark my interest in your franchise if you signed Trace Jackson Davis. That's what we do here on the Often Daunted Podcast. We support Indiana alumni. Trace Jackson Davis. I Hey, Pacers, I will become the, I can't say I'd become the biggest Pacers fan because there are some guys who would probably kill me for the, even claiming that title. Um, but I would become a big Pacers fan if Trace Jackson Davis signed with them. Make it happen. Hey, it's working for the Indiana Fever. Grace Berger has eyes on that franchise. Speaking of NBA workouts, Race Thompson had a workout or has a workout with the Washington Wizards, and just hell yeah. Hell yeah, Race. I hope to God he I mean if he found an NBA roster that would be the dream. I I, I, I only want that for him. But this workout invite alone, if, if he has to go exercise options and look for money elsewhere, this invite alone is something he could shop around, is something he, he could put on a resume. It really is or at least I think it would be, if he isn't going to make an NBA roster and wants to make money elsewhere, it's a a nice something to bring to the table, right? On to current Hoosiers, or just the current team. Um, Current era? Yeah, not even the team. Um, Let's talk about North Carolina signee, Simeon Wilcher, uh, requested a release from his national letter of intent. I, I believe it was granted. Simeon is uh, currently ranked the number 33 player in the senior class by uh, 24/7 Sports. 6 uh, 4 guard from Roselle Catholic. Sound familiar? Where Mbako was playing. Committed to UNC on October 15th, 2021, and this was this was just four days after his visit, so this was very very fresh in his eye. And I mean, he he didn't know he didn't know what was out there. And it was on the back of this visit that he was uh, originally this uh, season's, this class's first Tar Heel. Of course, Indiana's reached out. We have one more scholarship. Um, I believe in our roster as is, but it'd be an awesome piece to get. I just decided to throw it out there. It, it sounds like this kid is all but on St. John's. Um, I just thought it was interesting because him and Mbako uh, did a lot of winning at Roselle Catholic and. It wouldn't be too bad to see him uh, run it back with him. I mean, come on. Also, it also follows suit after uh, the late uh, convincing of Malik Renew last season. Wouldn't it be bad to get another case of it this year. But again, let's not overextend ourselves. I honestly don't mind having this little scholarship in our pocket for just an absolute stud to just roll into town. But hey, Simeon very well could be that stud. Only offer that scholarship to a guy who, like, is just a, Too good of a fit to pass up. And I have to imagine that's where our coaching staff is at right now. So I'd have to imagine if he is offered a spot here on our roster, Mike Woodson has a reason. And Mike, I always trust here on the Often Daunted Podcast. Until he gives me a reason not to. Hasn't yet. On that decommitment, Armando Baycott tweeted out that he was, uh, he tweeted running from the grind at the time that the news was announced. And I, I honestly thought that's A crazy thing to tweet from a guy who is absolutely running from the grind. He is running from the grind that is potentially throwing his hat in the NBA. If somebody's running from the grind, it definitely ain't the kid looking for more opportunity when being called out by a guy running from the NBA timer being set. And him inevitably having to learn a second, third, and fourth language. If Mike Woodson offers him, it's because Simi is a winner. It's what he did at Roselle Catholic uh, with Mbako. And just run it back, run it back, run it back. Why not? Run it back, everyone win a title, go to the league together. Sounds like a perfect plan to me. Yep. Hey, we aren't here for rational discussion. We are here to uh, spin a yarn and just let our imagination run wild because we have so long until Indiana basketball is back in our lives. One of our future scholarships could be available for a Jaden Mustaf. The uh, 2024 four-star, 27th overall on 24-7 sports, 6-4 combo guard, uh, currently the number three combo guard in that class, visited NC State just last week. This last this last weekend was his official Bloomington visit. And not much to say there, not in a lot of news, I mean, not that I've seen regarding it, but uh, once you're here, what's not to love about Bloomington, about the program, it's incredible. <laughs> Call me a homer. Whatever. The only single little tidbit of Indiana news we kind of got. Uh, nah, I mean, there were some others. But uh, the boys have been working out and some are looking absolutely huge. Sparks, Renew, and Trey. Just just, social media. Don't tell me those photos were Photoshopped. My boys are looking buff. L- looking at, there was a photo. Um, there was a photo that released to the team, like pre-workout, post-workout, something. And it was, uh, Mbako Goodis. Hey, welcome to Goodis. Welcome James Goodis. Montverde guard. Walk-on. Welcome to the cause. Montverde walk-ons. Yes, please. Um, yes, please. His skills and potential may not, I mean, hey, may not be the greatest, but he's from a winning program. Bring on all the winning habits I can have. We, I mean, bring them all on. Play, played for coach Kevin Boyle. Played for Coach Kevin Boyle. That's all I need to know. This guy's been coached tough, and he has been coached to win. Just bring on a mentality of winning. Back to that photo. Okay, yeah. It was Mbako, It was Goodis. It was Kalel Ware. It was Gabe Cupps, Ja'Kai Newton, Ian Stevens, and then Sparks. And I have to say, if Kalel Ware is 7 foot, Jordan Sparks is 6'11 the Malik is looking huge uh, I, you guys I'm gonna let my mind run wild because the Indiana development team is superb we're gonna get gains for our guys Um, hoping this hasn't jacked up their shot because some of them look large not not fat but like like, like the good strong Malik is looking strong looking buff as hell I love it it's crazy Uh, of course they're gonna get in playing shape but this is what the offseason is for for them Great to see the guys getting after it. I want to give a shout out to uh LC Norton at Crimson Quarry for a story he did on Jordan Sparks. What the Peyton Sparks? I said Jordan Sparks. My mind okay. I'm losing it. Um No LC Norton shared a story on Peyton Sparks and just the uh, the ha- like his habit of flying under the radar right now. I I often need to remind myself that this guy produced at ball state this guy was getting interest from illinois ohio state wisconsin pitt big time programs were wanting this guy i i i feel like it often goes overlooked by myself i have to imagine it might go by others um i i just know that my eyes don't lie to me <laughs> peyton sparks is a massive individual you want to talk about height he's right up there you want to talk about body he's built like an uh, like a middle linebacker i I really think I was oblivious to just how excited I should be that this guy will be giving us a depth that cannot go unappreciated that cannot go uh cannot go unanticipated by the opposing team. I have to imagine Peyton will be able to bring his game and uh yeah, he found the bucket he'll, he'll uh God this picture's crazy he He is a big individual. I love it. I love it. It's So much to work with on this Indiana team. The potential is incredible for this squad. It's going to be an exciting season. I'm glad Peyton Sparks is on the cause. Today, Jeff Rabjohns reported that uh, we had Hunter, Roseman, and uh, Walsh all on the scene today at the USA U-19 trials. McNeely, Derek Derek Queen, Dylan Harper, and Asa Newell were all competing there today. All targets of ours, of course. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm not going to discuss them. When there's any news on that front, I'll give you some. Uh, Just like Liam McNeely uh, announced, he's down to six schools. Alabama, Indiana, Kansas, Michigan, Oklahoma, and Texas. The uh, number seven, Rivals.com. The number eight, ESPN. The number 11 on three. The number 13, 24-7. McNeely is widely considered just one of the absolute top players, an absolute baller of the class of 2024. In the uh, Nike EYBL, he is currently averaging 15.8, 4.2 rebounds, and uh, 1.8 assists. All this to say he's a really great player. And Indiana is on the scene talking to these guys. No need to pick them apart right now, but Liam McNeely would be a really great, great, really great get for this Indiana program. Yeah, so there was that. But then, hey, no, back, back, back to the workouts. We saw our guys working out we saw uh, we saw a video making the rounds where Gabe cups was officially strong enough Gabe cups he is so strong he's strong enough to play in the big 10. I mean we're gonna need it we're gonna need all the ball handlers we can get. We are led by one of the greatest we could ask for right now but but we're gonna need some some uh, reinforcement at times if that's from the two or if that's just backing them up um, Glad to see Gabe cups is strong enough. <laughs> Whatever that may mean right now. And lastly, not Indiana news, but kind of Indiana news. This is a shout out to Fishers. who uh, The Fishers' new park uh, sports a $50 parking fee to uh, non-residents. I, I had zero interest in visiting this park, ever. And I, I I am... Is this park that great? Does it warrant a $50, $50 parking fee for non-residents? Get over your own ego, Fishers. This is little brother to Carmel. You'll never be Carmel, Fishers. Try all you want. This, this, this move by Fishers is the Peloton move, only it's not going to work. It's Peloton pricing model, which uh, if if you fell for the Peloton pricing model, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Peloton initially came out just like a third of what they cost now. Once they raised the price, I mean, sales went through the roof. It adds a, a level of legit, legitimacy, I guess. Um, that's some Kelly Kelly Consultants to give you, but but over over this park, I have to say it isn't working. You could charge me a hundred bucks. Guess what? I don't want to come to your park now. Now if 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 the parking was two hundred bucks, that's a pretty that's some, that's an exclusive park. I might be interested in in visiting that park. Nah, nah, Fishers, you'll never beat Carmel. End of story. That's all we got on the Indiana side. Right after this word from our sponsor. Or just a shout-out to Big Banter Sports. I will be uh, digging into, I mean, just what preseason rankings mean and uh, why I love where Indiana is right now. So, yeah, all all that right after this. The Often Daunted Podcast is pumped to be in partnership with Big Banter Sports. Uh, Just some guys out of Ohio State. Who are putting together a network of podcasts to get together. Uh, One representative from football and basketball. Uh, It should just allow us to create better stuff. Better uh, material for you guys to listen to. Have some other voices for you. And uh, yeah, awesome to see that uh, Big Banter just announced they added the Ski U podcast. A uh, Minnesota football podcast the uh, What's Chopping podcast, a Rutgers football podcast, and the Bacon Wire, a Michigan State football podcast. It, it seems like we're adding to this collection every week, and I'm just really excited to be a part of it. So, hey, after you've followed at Often Daunted on Twitter, go ahead and follow at Big Banter Sports. I mean, a lot of them are, they're, they're not as, like, hey. They went to the enemies, but it, it's nice to get a read of our opposition every once in a while. Go ahead and give. Uh, but I'll tell you what, that, that news feed of Big Banter Sports, it's on the money. A lot of the times it's it, it, it's fresh. They keep up with it. I don't know how they have time. I do this as a hobby um, while I'm raising my two and almost three here in the two months. Three girls. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how they find the time, but they are up to date with it. So uh, go out and give them a follow after, of course, you followed follow Adolphton. Thank you. All right, guys, so for this week's segment in the Often Daunted Podcast, you know what, I don't know if I'm using segment correctly there. Whatever, this feature, this uh, topic is just the, the current Indiana preseason rankings. Of course, you guys, I know preseason rankings don't mean a damn thing. Okay, I know. But I, I want to look at the preseason rankings and see uh, just the potential season we could be in store for. I think that our placement right now, or our lack thereof, allows Indiana to have a very exciting season. Maybe it won't be half as stressful as last season. I, I think the whirlwind season that Purdue had last year could very well be in store for us. That may sound like loser talk, talking about our rivals, saying, hey, yeah, that, that could go for us. I, I see a lot of potential in this squad and a lot of potential that, honestly, at the end of the season just makes sense. It's potential that if it comes to fruition, isn't all that surprising. And what I mean by that is, I mean, Purdue last year. Let's let's look at, I mean, hey, guess what? Let's run through Indiana's preseason rankings first before I talk about Purdue's last year and how we kind of line up similarly or potentially could. The Indiana preseason rankings right now, uh, Jeff Borzello, ESPN staff writer, has no mention of the Hoosiers. But uh, shout out both Wisconsin bringing back all five, which... Cool, solid five. Um, in Maryland, who got a big pickup in Jordan Dranimo, and also. Whoa, okay. Uh, Kevin Kevin Flaherty at twenty four seven Sports had no love to show us on his way, to uh way too early released uh top twenty five this week. John Fanta at Fox Sports is showing both Maryland and Wisconsin love, and yet no Indiana mention. Seth Davis at the Athletic. Nowhere to be seen on his June first rankings. That's that's where we are, and ultimately from these preseason rankings, anything can happen as soon as the first tips, as soon as the first tip takes place. Just look at North Carolina last season, who uh, fell out of the top twenty-five, and this was the earliest a preseason number one team fell out of the top twenty-five rankings in the ranking era, or the AP top twenty-five era. And after after pondering it. After thinking about it, of course, Indiana hasn't proved anything yet. Our roster hasn't proved jack. But there is a lot of potential there. And I love that that potential gets to be pursued in a season where there is so much less pressure than last. I mean, yes, there's pressure throughout this program. I would say there's uh, pressure on a lot of these uh, freshmen from last season to step up and develop into the players we need. I know that uh, Kalel Ware's motor has been a question in Oregon. But uh, honestly, the best part about Khalel Ware's situation, uh, no offense to him or the situation, but it's make a break for the young man. And uh, we both need this to work. It's time to put up, and I'm glad he's going to put up in the candy stripes. This year's team has so much talent. You would think they—they they even have more talent. If you talk straight up talent, they may have more talent than last year. Yes, Trace Jackson Davis, but that, I mean that isn't just talent. That was just his overall motor, his overall effort, his overall just tenacity. If you're talking straight up talent, we may have more this year than last. But but that talent of this year's team will have to earn a degree of respect that was freely given to last season's squad. Purdue last year had to earn that very same respect, and they did so in. Admittedly, a uh, glorious fashion. They kicked off their season superbly, perfectly. And theirs truly was a case of, of just unrespected potential because uh, Purdue last year was a case of the country not expecting a seven foot four guy quick enough to not legally be defined as an ogre um, to be anything other than just that. I, I honestly feel like Indiana's roster could go through a similar, uh, let's call it a development of expectation. Yeah, well, there we go. Development of expectation. Um, Zach Eadie is incredible. He is such a good college basketball player, and we should have all knew that that was coming last year. That that is absolutely what Purdue should, Purdue should have been on everybody's radar because they had Zach Eadie. And I feel I really feel like this team could this roster could go through a very similar phase. I mean, l- listen listen to the Hoosier roster. I, I would say we are led by a super senior point guard, but let, let's say we are led by a long enough to be a doctor point guard. This guy has spent years in the years in college basketball. He's ready to lead a team. That is our point guard. With a, with a sophomore forward, with a sophomore top 40 forward, top 40 overall recruit forward, looking to take a huge step after being under the wing of an all-timer for a whole year along with an exceptionally talented defensive guard who converts at a high rate and is sneakily just one of the best athletes on the floor. I um, Shout-out to the second-greatest almost dunk of all time. Also, shout-out to an Indiana, uh, the first-greatest almost dunk of all time. So you got those three. You have a uh, sophomore McDonald's All-American entering his second year at 7 foot who can run the floor and shoot the three and uh, was only second to... Trace Jackson Davis ever heard of him in uh, blocking, efficiently. <laughs> blocking efficiency last year. And the, the rounding out the core is the eighth overall recruit from the incoming class at precisely the position we needed him. Yeah, people say he's big and he, he may have to run. No. He's going to play the Big Ten three. It's going to work. I mean, objectively, just look at the facts. This is a solid roster we've built. I say we, this is a solid roster Mike Woodson and company have built. If, all, if everything goes to the absolute fullest extent of potential, and guess what? In the offseason, this far removed from basketball season, we are going to talk about the fullest extent of potential because that's the funnest thing to talk about. In the fullest extent of potential, Indiana is ascending the rankings just as Purdue did last year. We're losing a lot of our players next year to the NBA draft. That is what i want for this season that is what uh is a long shot but possible and ultimately starting out the season without the stress that is a number by your name yeah let's do it let's uh at the risk of sounding like an absolute loser starting the season with so much room to climb and in an imaginary number not next to our name i don't hate that I don't hate that. And if all can go to plan, it stands to be a very, very, very fun season. Yeah. Let's get into that Hoosier history hit. This is your Hoosier history hit. For today's Hoosier history hit, we are going to be discussing Alan Henderson, who recently got some love on CBS CBS Saturday morning. Um... Yeah, let's shine some light on this Hoosier alumni, this uh, basket, this Indiana basketball uh, icon. Allen Henderson was born in Morgantown, West Virginia. After moving to Indiana, uh, Henderson attended Burbuff Jesuit Prep School, which uh, got their butts whooped by Bishop Lewis High School, shout out, in football uh, in the year 2010, I believe. Uh, he set the Marion County career scoring record with 2419 career points, 2419 career points. And this was the fifth best in Indiana high school history. In his senior season, his Brebuff Jesuit team would lose to Glenn Robinson's Roosevelt team. But that season, on the back of 27.4 points a game and 15.4 rebounds, uh, Henderson was able to be named to the USA Today All-American team and the McDonald's All-American team. Allen Henderson immediately made his impact felt on the Indiana team when he came into Bloomington. And he was part A. He was the fourth leading scorer in his freshman year behind Calvert Chaney, Greg Graham, and Damon Bailey. That's quite a trio. As a sophomore, he continued that success and uh, was able to help Indiana secure that number one seed before they fell to the number two Kansas. During uh, his junior season. Allen Henderson was able to really take ownership in the team as he averaged 17.8 points and 10.3 rebounds a game. After the Hoosiers ended the season 21 and nine, they had lost to uh, number nine Boston College in the NCAA tournament. Henderson's fourth and senior year was his best, was his single greatest as a Hoosier, averaging 23.5 points a game and 9.7 rebounds. That that 23.5 points per game being the single highest from uh, the single highest single season per game total by a uh, player during the Bobby Knight era. D- despite just monstrous numbers, he he had led that uh, Hoosier squad to a 19-12 and 12 record, and uh, they had lost in that first round to Missouri. After his time at Indiana, in 1995, Henderson was selected as the 16th pick in the NBA draft by the Atlanta Hawks. After that time in Indiana, he had a... Thirteen-year career. I'm I'm just gonna look over it pretty quick because I want to get into what the CBS Saturday Morning was discussing. And yeah, he had a 13-year NBA career in which he played for the Hawks, the Dallas Mavericks, the Cleveland Cavs, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, he was a the uh, NBA's most improved player in 1998 as he was able to uh, bump his average to 14.3 points per game and 6.4 rebounds F- following his time in the NBA. His time after being a two-time All-American at Indiana, Alan Henderson founded Henderson Spirits in 2013. Uh, this was following a record label, a record label, and a, a chain of uh, Smoothie Kings throughout Atlanta. And it's it's great to see Hoosiers doing well. It's great to see that Henderson Spirits uh, now brewing. Let's uh, see what they're distilling, brewing. Listen to me, I sound like an idiot. Henderson's uh, liquors has two main brands that is tom bullocks and Bertie brown i do want to say that birdie brown playing hooch does look interesting interesting that's a uh, clear whiskey yeah you guys it's not a real in-depth hoosier history hit today i i just thought to bring up alan henderson because there was that story go check it out uh cbs saturday morning um just talking about his distillery business and uh yeah it's what we do on the often taunted podcast we support alumni what i talked about before pacers sign trace jackson davis thank you that was your hoosier history hit Hey folks, it's late, but thank you for listening to the often Daunted podcast at this time of recording. I appreciate it so much that you are listening. Uh, if you do like the show, feel free to subscribe to it. Uh, if you can leave a five-star review, um, yeah, give me a follow on at often daunted. Uh, if you feel like you can contribute anything to the show and, uh, want to help out or want to lend a helping hand, uh, any ideas, Feel free to reach out to me at Oftendaunted at gmail.com. Again, so pumped about this partnership with Big Banter Sports. Uh, glad to see that we're getting more and more people on board, and I'm pumped to see what me and these guys can bring you this coming season. Uh, until that point, tune in here every Monday. Thank you for listening. Lux at Veritas. Take it easy, guys.